We're plugged in with Maura Collins. I'm here with Josh Adams. Hi, Josh. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Oh, that, it was a no-brainer. <laughs> so to give a little background on how I met Josh, I was speaking about, I would say, a month ago. Yeah. Um, at a meeting, and I shared my story, and I don't like to share my story in a meeting for 45 minutes, but I did, and you came up to me afterwards and said you were interested in my podcast and you had your own YouTube channel and I was immediately excited went home told my son he's almost 13 I'm, I'm like I met this guy Josh and he has a YouTube channel we have to check it out he's like okay let's check it out and we were blown away well thank you much success to you <laughs> well you know like I have been through a lot in this journey and um I wanted to share my story because I know that there's other people who are going through that. And when I heard you share your story, I just felt like a connection there, you know? There were so many things that I could relate to. And the fact that you are, you're doing this and like putting your story out there and you're inviting people to come on here and share their stories, I think that's how you can like really impact change in the world. And, and I want to be a part of that. Well, that is very thoughtful. You as well. And so the audience knows you were on the show Intervention. Yep. How yeah. long ago? So that was uh, 2007. It aired in 2008. Um, I was just a wee little baby. I was 22 <laughs> years old. And, um, you know, it's, it was a crazy experience, you know. I d obviously, I didn't know that it was the show Intervention. Um, I thought it was a documentary. That's what they told me. Um, my primary issue has always been food, um, food addiction. And at that time I was over 500 pounds. I was 22 years old. I had not had any experience with any other addictions at that point. I had not touched alcohol or drugs or any other substances. Um, and so I, I really just had the weight issue and, but it was so, it just overwhelmed me, you know? Um, and then my family, you know, reached out to Intervention, the producers, and they, they came and followed me around for a little bit with the camera crew in tow, and it was crazy experience, but it gave me an opportunity to get help, you know. And um, the only thing is with that, you know, the, the television aspect of it, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I felt like all these people were watching. And um, I think the first time that I attempted recovery, I went in it with maybe the wrong motives, like I wanted to lose weight, I wanted to look good. And so, you know, there was this talk about spirituality and it scared me. I didn't want anything to do with that part of it. I just wanted to look good, you know. And um, with the added pressure of being on television, that certainly just fueled that. And so I actually went from one extreme to the other. So instead of compulsive overeating, I was actually restricting and I lost a massive amount of weight, you know, over 260 pounds in a year. And my hair was falling out and it was... You know, the addiction, the, the disease came out in a different way, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was it was crazy experience for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for it. You know, it, it changed my life. So this show is much like intervention in the way that it helps people outside of 12-step meetings that maybe have a loved one that suffers from an addiction 
or is dually diagnosed or has multiple different addictions, whether it be food, gambling, sex, shopping, whatever it may be, right? So there's so many different kinds of addictions out there that, you know, you just covered kind of a spectrum of a few different things. So what inspires you to keep on wanting to have your YouTube channel going to reach people outside of people that you help within 12 step program, because it's separate. It's a different form of outreach. Absolutely. I think for me, what drives me with this is that everyone can relate to having some sort of struggle in their life. You know, for me, it's addiction and mine has come out in food addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, shopping, sex, love, um, you name it, you know, it, and my disease will come at me in a lot of different ways. Outside of addiction, there is all kinds of struggle in the world, you know, and especially like now the way things are going, like there's just so much negativity in the world. And I would like to put some positivity out there. You know, I want to bring people on my channel to share their stories, kind of like what you're doing here to be able to show that we're in this together, you know, and that, you know, together we can get through and overcome anything, any challenge. The long-term goal with what I'm doing with my channel is I want to be able to live out my bucket list. You know, there's a lot of things that I have not been able to do because of my weight limitations like skydiving and, and things that I have dreams to do someday, you know. And what I want to do is invite people to come on my channel and help them live out a bucket list dream. And I want to do it with them to show that you can overcome any challenge and still pursue your dreams. That's my goal. That's amazing. Yeah. So is this something you thought of in the past few years or is it something that you've always kind of wanted to do? Because I feel like sometimes we make goals to help other people achieve them and it also pushes us to achieve them at the same time, which is such a double benefit. Right. I think for me, like... When I first started doing the YouTube channel, it was, it was really almost in a way I just wanted to like put it out there as like a form of accountability because I was struggling so much. I was active in my addiction. I could not stop binging, you know, and I was just trying to document what it's like to live with a food addiction. And I hadn't even really gone into the drug and alcohol part of it at that point. I was still just talking about the food, but all of it was happening, you know, and maybe not all at the same time, but I would certainly... You know, I would smoke weed. That was primarily my drug of choice. But for a food addict, the munchies almost killed me. I mean, it was it was bad, you know, and I laugh about it now. But mm. in reality, it was really bad. And I lived my life as a hermit for like three years. I didn't leave my house other than to go to work. Um, I felt like whenever I did go out in public, I felt like people judged me or staring at me. So I just I really just kind of holed up in my house. And it was miserably depressing. And that depression got to a point where, you know, I I felt like with the YouTube channel, that was kind of an outlet. You know, it was me kind of putting out there what I'm trying to overcome, like shoot for a goal. But I just was so caught up in my addiction, I could not overcome it. I couldn't stop binging. And there was a day where I had taken my camera with me to work because I was going to go film. I was like making T-shirts or something for my channel. And I had the, um, the camera with me, and that day at, at work on my lunch break, I just had a, an emotional breakdown. Like, I just could not do it anymore. I was having suicidal thoughts. 
I was so depressed that I just had no desire to live, you know, because I was over 600 pounds. I couldn't hardly get around. I was, you know, I was using every day. I was miserable and I had no desire to live. And I had my camera with me. And so I was like, I'm just going to document this, you know, and I called the suicide hotline and I reached out. It was crazy because um, I had been in treatment once before, you know, with intervention. And this woman that I was in treatment with had reached out to me just out of the blue a couple of weeks before this. And I mean, she was like blowing me up on Facebook and I kept ignoring her. And so finally, just to like shut her up, I was like, what do you want? You know, and so I, she invited me to a meeting online on Zoom before the pandemic became, you know, Zoom became what it is now. So I went to this meeting and that was on a Thursday. The very next Monday was the day I had my breakdown and I couldn't think of anyone to call but her. And so I feel like my higher power brought her into my life at that moment so that when I, I really hit that bottom and I just didn't know what else to do, she was the one I called. And here I am, I'm back in Florida. I was in Texas at the time. And I moved here and uh, sold my house and relocated to, to Florida in the middle of a pandemic, you know. But I really think that things happen for a reason because had I been in my addiction the way that I was when that pandemic hit, I don't think I would be here today. I truly don't think I would be. I'm so grateful that she was there for you and made that, that angel connection yeah. to help you. Yeah. God works within other people. Oh, for sure. I can relate to the to the relocation thing. I did that. I've done that a few times, but the body image thing I can relate to because when I'm using, uh, alcohol or drugs, I lose a lot of weight and I love the way I look, but everybody around me says, you know, they could tell something wasn't right because it's not me. Right. And now that I've been clean a couple of years, like last night, I felt guilty that I ate some carbs or whatever. And, it's like guilt. I, I have the guilt afterwards, but now I know that I'm clean and it's okay to be who I am and love my body the way it is. You know, and the body image thing is just so overplayed by the media and society and this norm that women have to look a certain way and all this other stuff. And I have to be okay with my own skin that I'm not built to look a certain way and I'm okay with myself. So now that you're clean, uh, is it a little bit easier to deal with the eating or just loving your body for who, what it is and knowing that you're happy, you're alive and just a total 180 and thinking that has been probably the biggest challenge in my recovery because like I still struggle with the body image a lot, but I've also, I want to acknowledge the progress that I've made with that. You know, I'm still in the middle of my journey. I'm not where I would like to be physically. But I've learned that it's more than just the physical. It's emotional, it's spiritual, and physical recovery. And it's all three of those that allow me to be able to really make the progress toward that happiness, you know, that we talk about in the meetings and stuff. Um, So for me, like with the body image thing, here's a prime example. Yesterday, I went to the beach. I told you before I was a hermit, right, in my house. I didn't leave my house hardly at all for three years other than to go to work. Yesterday, I went and played volleyball at the beach. And then I went swimming and I took my shirt off. And that was the first time that I've taken my shirt off in public as an adult. 
you know, and it was scary. It was really scary. But I was around friends, people who are supportive in my recovery, who I felt comfortable enough to do that with. But just that in and of itself is such a huge, massive difference from where I was, you know, a year and a half ago. So it is definitely, uh, you know, it's a progressive journey. It's not like a light switch just shifts and then all of a sudden I'm cured. I wish. I wish it was that way. But for me, it hasn't been like that. But I do see where I'm making progress in learning to love who I am and recognizing that who I am as a person is not defined by what I look like. That's a part of me, but that's not who I am. Who I am is this person inside, my heart, my, my mind, you know, the compassion that I have toward people and, you know, the fun that I like to bring and the joy that I like to spread. Like, that is what makes me who I am, you know? And today I don't have to worry about what other people think. I used to be so concerned about what other people think of me and I struggle with that still sometimes. It's not like every day is like, I don't care what you think. But collectively, what other people think of me is none of my business, you know? And so if someone's judging me for how I look, I can't control that. I can't change their mind. All I can do is just be the best me that I can be. That's very inspirational. Have you thought about writing a book? I have. That's on my bucket list. Really? Yes, I would love to write a book. Now, what kind of, would it be a memoir or would it be a biography? Because memoirs, you can kind of put some edits in it. Um, I've seen a lot of recovery memoirs that have been really, really pa powerful. Right. But, you know, biography is pretty much to the book, but a memoir or something where a book that would help even kids learn about body image, eating, recovery, yeah. a little bit about you, you know? I think for That'd me, awesome. I just want to speak my truth, you know? Like, I don't want to, I don't need to embellish my story at all. My story is crazy enough as it is, you know what I mean? Like, I've struggled with, you know, being raised in a, a, a religious background where I just felt like I was being judged for who I am. I came out of the closet on national television. Like, not many people get to say that they've been through an experience like that. Um, I've been on this journey to, like, accept who I am and learn about myself. And it's been a struggle, you know? Like, it's not been... I wish I could say that my recovery has just been linear. But it's sometimes it's like I take a step forward and then three steps back and then a few steps forward. And But, you know, it's it's a learning progress uh, process. And I'm... I'm grateful for it because it's brought people into my life who I, I feel like I constantly am learning from. And, you know, it's just, uh, I'm grateful for where I'm at in my life today, truly. And, like, yeah, I would love to write a book about it. I would love to read a book about it. <laughs> so what do you think of Britney Spears? Britney and Spears. And her documentary and all. I mean, the poor girl, right? Yeah. Let's just give her a break. I mean, she's been through so much in the public eye. But a lot of her personal stuff hasn't really been put out there. And I don't like the way it was kind of released, you know, her family with a conservative ship and, you know, her mental health issues and, you know, maybe just a little bit lack of being ready to be a parent. I mean, there's nothing wrong with these things. Owning her truth. You know, it's How do you feel about her? The thing is with this, I'm and I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen her documentary. But what I what I am fascinated by is the psychological effect of fame because it's like a magnifying glass that's just spotlighting who you are. So 
if you're, you know, if you're a negative person or you have a lot of like drama, it's just going to spotlight that. If you're a positive person and you put a lot of positive energy out there, it's going to spotlight that. And I think just for anyone under that kind of scrutiny, I can understand, you know, I can understand like what that must be like. You know, I, I have not experienced fame on that level, but I have experienced someone watching me on a, a TV show and then coming up to me in the grocery store and asking about my family. And it's strange. It's, it's very weird to have a complete stranger know about you without you knowing anything about them. So I don't know. The concept of fame is, is fascinating to me. I used to crave it. Like I used to want that as just my sole goal in life. And I feel like kind of alluding to this whole YouTube idea, like it, when I first started it, I felt like my goal was to just put myself out there. And I feel like my higher power has kind of shifted my thinking around that. Like I don't, I don't want it to just be about me anymore because I think there's more power in sharing other people's stories, you know? And yes, I get to share my story on there too. And I think that's great because hopefully my story can help other people. But I think knowing that we're all in this together and we can all share, you know, overcoming struggle, that's where the real power is. And I feel like that was inspired by God. We're on the same level wavelength on that. My yeah. show, every episode is about a topic or other people coming on the show. The intro was just me talking for whatever it was, six to 11 minutes about what the show was about. But these different episodes to help people in all different areas of recovery, not just from drugs and alcohol, but every kind of addiction for people to just want to change their lives for the better. Yeah. So what, advi what advi advice would you give people or kids that, you know, are thinking about stirring up their own YouTube channel and helping people? Do you have any advice? Yes, go for Words it. Words of advice? Just do it. Just do it because like it, the, the more you sit on it and just think about it or dream about what if, what if you did this, what if you did that, you're just wasting time. Just do it. Go for it, you know, and you're going to learn a lot in the process because for me, I have, um, you know, I look back at my first videos that I started doing and I look at the videos that I do now and I see, I see growth in that, you know, it's challenged me to be more creative. It's challenged me to th really think about what message am I putting out in the world? Like, what am I trying to share with the audience? You know, it used to be where I just wanted to talk about me all the time. And that may be entertaining to a point, but I wanted to start thinking deeper than that. Like, I, what is, what am, what message can be shared through me to help other people? You know, and that's really at the end of the day, what I want, I want to be able to help other people, um, you know, through, through sharing my experience. That's great. So you're a musician too. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you sing. I sing. You sing? I'm a big time singer. Really? Um, karaoke singing. Yes. I changed my major in college from business to communications. Okay. Because I was doing the radio stuff, but um, my degree actually is in business and communications. Okay. And I have a minor in music. Okay. So I play guitar and I sing and I love karaoke. And I noticed that you've done some yes. serious karaoke. Yeah, well, I used to be so, a karaoke host. I was. That's cool. Yeah. I've done it too. That's cool. I not as good as you, as you though. 
like you had more of a, did you start your own business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was 16, I started hosting karaoke. I was, I was in high school and there was this little pizza restaurant that was in the neighborhood where I lived and they had karaoke once a week. And then one day the karaoke person didn't show up. And, uh, I was there with my parents and we got talking with the owner of the place and they were like, well, why don't you, why don't you do it? So they bought me a sound system and I started hosting karaoke, started my own business. Do you still sing? Yeah, I do. When I was, okay, so I went to treatment for a second time last year. Um, and while I was in treatment, they had a, the, the place that I went to had like a rec center with a music room in it and they had a piano in there and I, I don't really play, I play piano enough to convince you that I play, but I don't really play <laughs> piano, but I had composed this song like a long time ago, 10 years ago, probably but I had never put any kind of words to it or anything. And so I was in the music room one day and I was just playing the piano. And one of the other clients there was like, you know, you really should put music, like put some words to that. And um, the, the idea just spread like wildfire. They were just, everybody was on me like, yeah, you need to write words to this song, you know? Well, they ended up giving that to me as an assignment. And so I sat down and I was like, I've never written a song before, you know? So I didn't know really what I was doing, but I just prayed and I was like, you know, God, speak through me. You know, just inspire something to come from this. And then, I mean, it practically wrote itself in like 15 minutes. And then when I got wow. out of treatment, I went into a recording studio and I recorded it. And it's called I Believe. And it's like a, it's just kind of like my story, you know. Like it, it just talks about that misery that I came from. And, you know, how I was able to come out of that through uh, believing in a, a higher power. I never in a million years thought I would have written a song like that, but it happened, and I really felt like it was inspired. So how can we check that out? Well, it is on YouTube. It it's, is on YouTube? It is. is it on your channel? Did I miss that? It is. So it's my channel is called The World of Josh Adams, and the song is called I Believe, and I created like a lyric video for it. And, uh, yeah, I'll have you can to check, check it out. out. Yeah, I probably out. thought it was a karaoke version of R. Kelly's I Can Believe I Can Fly or something. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, I, you know, for, for a first time ever writing a song, I am really proud of how it turned out. And it was such a, just, I just such a gratifying experience to be able to like see something all the way through the creative process like that, you know, and I definitely want to do more of that. 15 minutes to write it. Yeah. It, it wrote it, it like, That's it, awesome. was quick. it was I, quick. I've heard like Halsey, um, Elton John, you know, some of the people that are singers that are famous, that are songwriters, that are in recovery, them say it took 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. You know why? Because they say addicts are the, some of the most brilliant people. Our IQs are supposedly very high and creative yes, well. and, you know, inspired <laughs> and all that. That's no, I, cool. I think, uh, I think the reason why it came so easily is because I, I really invited my higher power into that experience, you know, and I didn't want to just do it on my own. And it, I was also in a very like emotionally vulnerable spot at that point in my life too. You know, like I was in a treatment program having dealt with an addiction, you know, and being in that kind of pain where I just didn't want to live anymore, you know, and that's, that's kind of what was on my mind in that moment. And so I just wrote about what, what I was going through. And um, on the flip side of that, too, I, I had experienced, like, an opportunity to get help, like real help, you know. 
And so for the first time, I was starting to invite that higher power into my life. I was starting to reach out and pray. And, you know, even though I didn't really know what I was praying to or any of that, like trying to define that, I was just open to the possibility of there being a power greater than myself. And so in that moment, when I was given the assignment to write a song, and I was terrified. I was like scared to death. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, no, I'm just not. And they're like, well, you did say when you came here that you were willing to do anything. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll write it. So I did. And it just, I. And All these bucket list things. Yes. You want to yes. jump out of a plane next. I want to play ping pong with Tom Hanks. We like need to the get Forrest that. Gump. Yes. We need to put that out there. I don't know if we there. can do that. Tom Brady lives around here. Maybe we could do that, but, you well, know. Well, all it takes is the right person to hear this. Right. And, and just share it with Tom just Hanks. Just share it so with listen, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom, if you're listening to this, I challenge you to a ping pong duel. Why are you good at ping pong? No, I'm terrible at it. But just the <laughs> idea of playing ping pong with Forrest Gump is like, I, I can't beat that. <laughs> so who influences <laughs> you? Oh, who influences Who are your, some of your influencers? Like, are they... <sighs> Like Trent Shelton, like speakers, or are they more like people, like musicians or? Definitely musicians. I, my absolute all-time favorite, and uh, you can judge me for this. I don't even care. It's I fine. love Celine Dion. Oh, I my just gosh. My heart will love go her. on Yes. Too. I love her. Is it because she's French-Canadian? What about her? I just. Her voice. Her voice is, is so angelic. pure, and her technique is just so incredible. And the fact that she has maintained it for, you know, for as long as she has. Like, she is incredible. Despite she, the pain she's gone through. Yes, and she's gone through... She's she gone lost through her husband, uh, lost right? her husband and her brother in the same right? week. Oh, it was I mean, awful. Yeah, and then she's lost her parents. So, you know, she really inspires me. She's just... And she's such a positive person. Like, if you watch her interviews and stuff, she's really funny. I got an opportunity. I'm so lucky. I got to see her. I was in the studio audience when she was on Oprah for one of her appearance, appearances. And I got to see her interacting with the crowd. And it was, she's just such a pure individual. And I would love to meet her, too. I saw her carpool karaoke. It was pretty yes. entertaining. Yeah. With the shoes. She ha And she goes on Jimmy Fallon. And she's funny. She is. She's very funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Out. Like, yeah, her personality. So if Celine is listening so to Celine, this podcast. Let's sing a duet. You I got and you. Tom Hanks can Tom make Hanks. arrangements <laughs> to come to Tampa. That's right. And That's right. Uh, I loved having you on the show today. Thank you. If you had to Thank give a you. hope shot out, what would it be? Like some sort of words of encouragement, wisdom? I think the biggest thing is no matter where you're at and what you're struggling with, just know that you're not alone in it. You know, like when I was at the deepest, darkest part of my life, I felt like I was so alone. And just knowing that there's other people who have gone through similar situations and, you know, are, be, are there to help you through it. Just know that you're not alone. And I want to let you know that my website that I'm creating, uh, I'm going to put a link embedded to your YouTube page well, thank to you. get you some more followers. And I appreciate you coming on the show today. Well, thank thank you. you so much, my friend. I love you. I love All you the best. Well. Thank you so much. All thank the you. best. Thank you.